Hello and welcome. This is episode two of Punk Rock and Politics. I'm looking forward to this one. My name is Andrew for America, and I wanted to touch on a few things. Um, that a couple corrections I want to make from episode one. I realized something, a couple funny things that I wanted to clarify. So uh, before I get started, if you didn't listen to my first podcast about Brave New, the Brave New World Order, uh, I'm going to kind of continue with those topics uh, today. But <clears throat> I did say in the last episode that uh, the Telecommunications Act of 1996 was written by George Clinton. Uh, obviously, that was a mistake. Uh, it was William Jefferson Clinton that signed the Telecommunications Act of 1996. George Clinton, on the other hand, is the lead singer for Parliament, P-Funk, the P-Funk All-Stars, Parliament Funkadelic. Uh, and then also, I called Harry S. Truman, Harry Ass Truman. And <laughs> yeah, I kind of do that. Whenever I talk about Harry Truman, I kind of call him Harry Ass Truman. I don't know why. I'm just a weird dork like that. Um, so, yeah, just a couple things from episode one. If you didn't listen to it, please do go back and listen to it. Um, I wanted to start this episode by talking about that George H.W. Bush clip that I played at the beginning of episode one. Let me see. I'm going to try to cue it up here, but I want to kind of just go over a couple things that I left out. Uh, so the last sentence of that of that clip, here it is. I'm just going to play it. Here we go. ...governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Okay, sorry. I, uh, I'm obviously new at this, and uh, I kind of made a little mistake there with the audio. Apologies. Uh, but you heard the last part of that NWO speech by George H.W. Bush, and I want to comment on uh, the last line of that speech uh, because it's kind of going to perfectly segue and lead into what I want to start talking about today. Uh, that last uh, line, he said, <clears throat> a world where a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Um, the first two things that jump out at me when I hear that sentence come out of George H.W. Bush's mouth is, what is or what makes a credible UN, quote unquote? What gives the United Nations credibility? You know what I mean? You ever, you know, most people don't ever think about that stuff. Um, that's, I mean, we could talk about that question for a number of podcasts. Uh, but then uh, he goes on to say, uh, you know, a world where a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role, its peacekeeping role, okay, that's a key word, the method is going to be under the guise of peacekeeping, quote unquote, a peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. All right, let me ask you something. Who are the UN's founders? 
Who are these United Nation founders whose promise and vision is going to be fulfilled? You know, he said, we will be successful. I mean, he's clearly confident. There's clearly a plan amongst a small group of people somewhere in this world, and they're not making it a secret. I want to play a clip right now and introduce to you a new character on punk rock and politics. One of those founders of the United Nations is a guy by the name of David Rockefeller. Take a listen to this. Fellow internationalists, billionaire and former CFR chairman David Rockefeller praised his media allies, but his confidence that his words would not leave the room was later broken. We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other publications whose directors have attended our meetings and restricted their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity. But the world is now more sophisticated and prepared to march toward a world government. That these men aim to create a world system of financial control in private hands, able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. In short, they seek total and quiet control of the entire world. There it is, people. Quiet, total control of the entire world. We are grateful to all those publications who've attended our meetings and agreed to discretion. We would not have been able to form our plan for the world if we were subject to the lights of publicity during those years. But now the world is more sophisticated and prepared to march toward world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practiced in past centuries. A lot of people think I'm talking conspiracy theory right now. A lot of people think I'm talking conspiracy theory right now. Um, I would just like to say that if you, do, if you believe that, that's fine. But uh, I just played you excerpts from two gentlemen, George H.W. Bush in episode one and uh, David Rockefeller in episode two. And the clips I played for you people are from the men's own mouths. They are not keeping it a secret. In fact, they are shoving it in your face and telling you what they're going to do because they think you're stupid. And a lot of us are stupid. And you know why? Because the media, that's the media's job. The media's job is to tell the unintelligent and the uneducated and the lazy what to think, what to buy, how to live, what's cool. Who's bad? Who's good? Does that sound like freedom to you? Does that sound like a benevolent group of elite rulers that are looking out for your best interest? Do you think they give a, pardon my French, about you? 
Do you really think that? I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's obvious. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that you're not going to see on CNN, people. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of stuff you're not going to see on Fox, MSNBC. I mean, all these companies are under the same umbrellas. Very, very rarely are you going to come across media and news these days that are going to tell you exactly what's going on in the world unless you look for it and you seek it out yourself. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rockefeller's got, he even said in his memoir, I'll have to bring up the clip for you. Um, um, I'll have to play it here in a minute. But uh, in, in his own memoirs, he wrote that, you know, something to the, I'm going to paraphrase, but something to the effect of, uh, my family has been accused of conspiring around the world uh, with people uh, in order to create one world, if you will, a more integrated, whatever, etc. world. And he says at the end, you know, if that is the charge, then I stand guilty and I am proud of it. I mean, <laughs> what else do you need to hear, man? Am I a conspiracy theorist? Huh? Am I some crazy tinfoil hat wearing Looney Tune idiot that is just spewing things on my podcast that could label me a domestic terrorist in the eyes of the new order? I mean, do you think the way I think? If you do, do you have the same fears as I do? Is anybody listening? Is anybody paying attention? A lot of people don't believe this is happening, you know, and (laughs) it's amazing. It it is just, I'm going to use a lot of the same adjectives. It is baffling, baffling to me. And it just goes to show you, it's a perfect example of the facts that your schools aren't trying to open your mind and teach you how to be the best version of yourself. Those schools that we are all a part of and all grew up in and all graduated from, their job is to make you fall in line and memorize a bunch of stuff that isn't important and that you're going to immediately forget. You know, I'm going to talk about George Carlin a lot. I'm a big fan of stand-up comedy. I'll probably be referring to a lot of stand-up comedians on this podcast too. It's another thing we're going to talk about here on Punk Rock and Politics. And go back and listen to a lot of the George Carlin clips. That man was a prophet. (laughs) like Orwell and Huxley and a lot of the people that wrote books, you know, prophesizing the future, seeing what is happening in this world right now before our very eyes. They saw it coming years ago. You ever see a story about these people or these concepts or these factual situations that happened in history. George H.W. Bush stood on a podium in front of the world and gave that speech. David Rockefeller stood in a room of quote-unquote internationalists and said what he said. He wrote in his memoirs that he's proud of it. People, wake up. (laughs) I don't know how it can be more clear to you. And I understand, you know, here it is. You know, two of the most universal human characteristics across racial lines, across, uh, you know, state lines, government borders, you know, everybody, every human being on this planet, no matter what your race, color, creed, 
background, sexual orientation, none of it. We are all connected and we all experience the two most universal human characteristics, fear and laziness. Take a minute and think about that. Those are two things every human being walking on this planet, two two of the most universal characteristics that we all share. We all experience fear. And we all, not all of us, but most, I would would wager the majority of human beings in this world are lazy and unmotivated, uneducated, uninterested. Why? Is it the constant 24-7 media barrage Information overload just desensitizing you to the point where you can't feel, you can't think. Little things overwhelm you. You're an adult, but you still feel like a child in many respects. You want to live in a world like that, people? I don't. Are enough people ever going to learn about this stuff? Band together, organize, start the next social movement. Viva la revolucion. Maybe. I don't know how you're going to do it with Amazon having government contracts, putting Alexa in every one of your homes, spying on you, your your phones, your computers listening to you, trying to sell you even more stuff, crap you don't need. Think about this stuff, people. Life is short. I've already wasted so much time in my life thinking about stupid crap that doesn't matter. And I care. I care about you. I care about me. I care about this world. I care about the world that we leave to our children. This stuff makes me emotional. And it should. It should make you emotional. It should make everybody emotional because it's tough. It's hard. It's not easy. Life is suffering. The goal for all of us, if you really want to be a citizen of the world and you really want to do what's best for yourself and your fellow man and woman person, you're going to be honest. You're going to face hard truths. You're going to process them, interpret them, Talk about them with friends, groups of people. Share knowledge. Do what's best for each other. Be the change you want to see in the world. How many, how many of these feel-good clips have, have we all seen on social media? Right after the one about, you know, hey, we're going to storm the Capitol steps. And right after one, Nancy Pelosi's a psycho. And, you know, I mean, it's like just extreme negative in your face all the time. And, and if you're working at a job overworked, you know, you're working five, six shifts a week, who knows, your significant other also has to work because this ain't the 50s anymore. The sole breadwinner, the baby boomer generation, where mom could stay at home and raise the kids and dad went to work and brought home the bread 
and they lived in a world where you could afford a home, a vehicle, vacations, etc., on one person's income. Remember those days? Maybe you don't. I do. Those were that's the generation my family, my parents came from. How much? Think about it. How much since the 50s and 60s? How much has this country changed? How much? A lot. So much so I would I think in my humble opinion, so much so that it is nearly unrecognizable anymore. And it is only getting worse. <laughs> I'm going to take a break and pay some bills and we're going to turn up the optimism and the fun. I'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, people, welcome back. So I'm going to read really quick one of my favorite lines from uh, from one of my favorite punk rock songs. This is a line from the song Analog by the band Strung Out, one of my all-time favorite punk rock bands. And here, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the beginning of the second verse. You take the way you know, I'll take the road unknown and meet you there. At the end of time, we are frequency, we are tragedy, we are the love we need to keep us here. Ah, whoo! Jason Cruz, one hell of a punk rock lyricist. Um, You know, that's my question to you to close the episode today, people. What kind of person do you want to be in this new world? Do you want to be the type of person, the kind of person that takes the way you know? The same old, same old, the status quo, follow the leader, be a lemming, no thought, no connection, and you're just going to follow the rest of the herd and the rest of the pack right off the cliff. You're going to be that person? You're going to be the person that takes the way you know? Or are you going to be the type of person that takes the road unknown? Are you going to have the courage? Are you going to have the mental toughness, the fortitude, the belief in yourself that you are able as an adult human being to accomplish any goal that you set your mind to? Are you going to avoid tough conversations? Because it's just easier not to have them, right? And not having those tough conversations Is that going to be beneficial in the long term of your short life? I plead with you people. I beg and plead on my knees. Find the courage to face truth for you, for me, for all of us. I love you. Thank you for listening. This has been Punk Rock and Politics. My name is Andrew for America. This is episode two. And we'll see you next time. If you like the podcast, please do tell your friends. Word of mouth advertising. Share the podcast. All right, guys. We'll see you soon.